when you stop doing something in this silence you might recognize some other spark some other energies you might free your attention and see things that are giving joy to you the maybe normal or even boring experiences that you have could start becoming very interesting you are unique in this world so is your career your work is your uniqueness in service to yourself and others this podcast is for the people who want to do meaningful work and journey towards their unique careers and unique lives hi my name is Ishil Uysal Kavili and I am your host in Unique Careers, Unique Lives podcast. There is one thing that I benefited from more than anything else. I am continuously benefiting. It is enriching the way I work and how I live. It is meditation. This episode will be a promotional content, not about me or my services, but about meditation. I have been reflecting recently as I was writing my book, The Gift of Being Unfulfilled at Work. Well, it's not that recent because now I'm in the editing stage, but editing stages, rewriting your book over and over again. All the memories come back and I remember how difficult it was to understand what I really love, what I really enjoy doing and what is important to me. There were many things that I was told that was important, that I was told I was good at, that I was doing because I have always done so, and I wasn't feeling anything about those things. They were the things that I did. The most vibrant feeling that I was having was the unfulfillment, hence the title of the book. This anger, the rejection, the not wanting, the not knowing, all the information was coming in the form of experience and understanding this is not what I want. And this is not what is important to me. We talked about this as via negativa, understanding something with what it is not in the previous episode, in the 41st episode. This is very valuable way of understanding, but it's not super sustainable because that means you will always need to be guided by not wanting. You will always be resourced from outside. Something outside should tell you to be able to start moving towards a new direction. In this world of finding work you love, you have probably seen it. There is mention of find your passion, do the work that is in line with your passion, passion. And I wasn't feeling passion for anything or I didn't know. I am skeptic about this word passion. I think it's overemphasizing your interest or your current desire for something. But I believe we all have unique inclinations, the way we perceive world, the way that we show up 
in the world as ourselves. We are different, you know it, I know it, everyone knows it. And this difference is important in the world. It makes a difference for us in being together. We can see the world differently and we can create the world together in the most beautiful way. So it's important to bring different people together, different characters together in a work environment. And this difference that you have, the uniqueness that you have, is usually covered under layers of learning. What you have learned when you grow up from your parents, from school, from society, from your friends, what you were told that was not good about you or the way you worked because it was not something that would bring you money. Maybe it was standing out in the crowd and you put layers and layers, you put cement on you, you made these parts of you really covered and fixed and hidden. And also the parts that feel these unique parts about you get numb. I have found out meditation being the best, or for me, it was basically the only way to let these layers get loose. The layers of cement that was used to cover who you were to get detached. They don't disappear immediately, but they are also not part of you. So when you stop the grip, stop holding on to them and stop using them as well, just stay, you can see these layers around you and in front of you. While you see them getting looser, you also start feeling what is underneath. This was how meditation has helped me so far. It's really very interesting. That's not how I started meditating. I didn't start to understand who I am. I exactly don't remember what made me start meditation, but I think when you start a journey and you start walking, then you discover all the related surrounding scenery. And when I was interested in personal development because of my general unfulfillment at work, but also my search for meaning and also feelings of depression, I have come across meditation as one of the important supporting activities for well-being. So I picked up meditation, I used a couple of apps but it didn't really stick. I couldn't make it a habit and I also judged myself because I couldn't make it a habit, like I couldn't make habit any of the good things I wanted to accumulate and I want to start. And this became another problem in my life, another unmet goal. And then through some people I follow, I got to meet my own meditation teacher, Susan Piver, and she was offering free meditation instruction. And I joined her and I loved it. I received her emails with meditation instruction. I started doing these meditations. And by the time I developed 
a connection. I was connected to my teacher, to Susan Piver. And through this connection, I started coming back to doing meditation. And I never left. I increased my connection. I joined her community, Open Heart Project. And it completely changed my life. The deepening of my relationship, my connection with my teacher, and through this power of connection, the motivation to do the meditation practice increased my ability to do it every day and also extend the time. And when I extended the time and the frequency, actually without putting a hard goal, it became a habit for me. It became part of my life. And through this habit of meditation, I have noticed parts of me that I wasn't aware of before. Because as I was describing the process to you, the layers of added knowledge, this cement was lifted. And of course, this seeing also comes with grief, with anger, with sadness, all those emotions that were stored, that was the reason to cover yourself and make it hard like cement because you didn't want to feel that anymore. So these emotions come up, but also something very fresh, something very original, something very lively comes up as well in meditation. I have discovered for me this pleasure in speaking. I knew my pleasure in food. Now I embrace it. But also this feeling of using the voice, the sensation of the voice, using your mouth and lips to express. And this feeling of ideas or inspiration coming to you and transforming into words and merging into the space. I could feel the genuine love for it. The meditation opened my sensations. I noticed that I was enjoying touching. I enjoyed reading my books, touching the pages of my books. I enjoyed wearing nice clothes because of this feeling of the texture of the clothes. Meditation practice helped me to be more mindful so that I was now aware of pleasant moments when I really enjoyed my experience in life. That is different than unfulfillment, learning through negative experiences. Now I can also stay in the positive experiences and be there and enjoy these moments. And that helps me not to search for more experiences like this, but this ability to enjoy and being in the moment where you enjoy things. Expand to the moments where there is nothing, nothing maybe special or nothing so funny, but you are able to breathe, you are able to sense, use all your senses in any moment. In the calmness, you also enjoy your own presence and being alive in this world. I told you in the beginning, the biggest gift of meditation is this self-discovery. 
like finding your unique inclinations and unique likes or your uniqueness. But there are also so many other ways meditation benefits your life. Actually, meditation is life, but we have forgotten what life is. I am very inspired by the technique of meditation. I was trained also as a meditation instructor by my teacher, Susan Tyler. And thinking of the instruction, it's all about being here and now. So I want to guide you through a little practice, like a couple of minutes. I will give you the instruction and I will reflect on what I find magical about this instruction, about the meditation practice. If you want, make your space comfortable for you. You can sit on a chair or you can sit the classical meditation way on the floor, legs crossed in front of you, relaxed way. Wherever you are, give your weight to your seat or the floor. You are here. Let your back be strong, rising high to the skies with your head high. While this back is hard and strong because it carries you, your front body is soft, your belly is soft, your chest is soft, your heart is soft. Your hands are resting on your thigh, somewhere between your hip bones and your knees, somewhere where they are really relaxed. Your shoulders are open. No need to carry any weight on your shoulders. Let them be as they are, but open, not closed or not too much back, that your chest comes out like a form of scaring someone. You are strong as you are, and your shoulders are open. Your neck is long, no strain, nothing to hold on to. Your chin can be parallel to the floor, but it's better to tuck it a little bit so that your neck is long on the back side of your head. Your mouth is relaxed and you don't have to speak. Keep it close, but lips can be parted. Your face is completely relaxed. The eyes in this practice, the way that I learned it and I teach it, stay open. The gaze is cast down somewhere where you feel comfortable can be one to two meters from where you are and the way that you pose your gaze hold your gaze is not that you are looking at something you don't have a focus but imagine as if the space that your eye is looking towards comes to you and merges with the eyesight. It's this softness and it's this coming together, becoming one with the space. Your eyes and the space, they connect. 
There is no instruction for breathing. You just breathe as you normally do. You breathe perfectly. And about thoughts, you don't have to do anything about them as well. So this meditation is a one-pointed practice, which means our attention is in one point. And the point here is our breath. And not in the way that we count our breath or focus on our breath, but we feel the breath. Feel the flow of the breath in your body. Feel the in-breath and the out-breath. With the in-breath, you might feel your chest is expanding, sensations in your arms, in your belly, everything expanding. With your out, your body releases all the air gets more grounded then there is a little space where you don't breathe in or out empty and then the in-breath comes naturally again flowing through your body feel the sensation of in-breath and out-breath so your attention stays with this feeling of the breath during the time of your practice which will be over soon for us as this was a tiny introduction and I'm going to share with you what is special about this practice very soon and you might feel while your attention stays on your breath that thoughts are coming no problem your brain, your mind, makes thoughts. That's what it does. No need to stop it. It wouldn't work anyway. No need to do anything about it. Let them be. While your attention stays in the feeling of the breath in your body, only if you lose your attention, you forget the sensations you were immersed in the flow of your thoughts that's okay because now the moment you recognized your attention is back with your body in that moment only in that moment let go of your thoughts quickly let go very gently and come back to the sensations and we'll stay like this for a couple of seconds okay thank you for practicing that with me what I find fascinating about this technique is that it starts from moment one when I say give your weight it's being here now and taking your seat in the world. I found myself many times escaping just because I didn't know how to deal with the world or running around because I needed to escape from something or I needed to run towards something. This mindless running 
that doesn't let anything unique about yourself to reveal itself because it's, you know, fight, flight, freeze. It's a pattern. It's an animal instinct. But we are human and we have insight in addition to instinct, which comes in the moment of stillness and it starts with us taking our seat. It starts in any point, also in moment of storm and problems. We don't have to escape, we take our seat. And there is this wonderful world that carries our weight as well. We have already our secure space where we can sit. Then this mention of the strong back. This is your backbone. This is your uniqueness. My aunt recently told me that she have observed me closing myself, making myself little in certain situations. This is also a habit that I probably learned to fit in. But I am good as I am. You are good as you are. You have a certain space that you take your height, your spine is the space you are taking. So hold yourself gracefully as you are a graceful being. That strong back tells you that you are here, you are powerful, you take your seat, your crown, and you are here to reign your life, to lead your life. And then the open front body, we talked about how the belly is open, how the chest and heart is soft and open. This trains us to be relaxed, but also be open to the influence of others and life. We don't have to brace ourselves. Again, this brings us back to a place of habit or place of instinct where we escape or we fight. And this is when the front body gets tense because it adapts itself to act quickly. Whereas this softness already lets us be open to the influence and to see more what is going on and be relaxed. And this relaxedness allows us to have a bigger thinking, perceiving, seeing ability where we can have lots of choices when we stay calm. We don't have to fight anything in this moment. We can let everything be as they are because we can be as we are. We have this strong body, strong back. So let things emerge. Let's see. The hands don't have to do anything, they rest, and the mouth doesn't have to do anything, so it's closed. It's this practicing the ability of not making yourself busy, because what happens in any situation, we want to solve it, we want to find a new idea, we want to escape again, escape or fight and... or show ourselves they made us feel we have to make them feel the same these again habitual reactions or instinctive ways of being the animal side of us it comes as a way of action and also it comes as a way of uneasiness that shows itself as hands moving speaking too much 
actually feet moving as well always this tension that you need to do something in any moment which if you do from a place of escaping from a place of fear from a place of feeling not enough is not probably the way you would want to experience the consequences of because it's not your wisest self the wisest self shows itself in a moment of calmness in a moment of inner silence so that's what we are practicing in the meditation then we talked about breathing well there's nothing i can say about it it's again not fixing yourself or fitting into certain just being naturally yourself it's practicing being yourself don't have to do anything the eyes merge with the moment with the space again you don't have to focus or grip into something tightly you don't have to grip into who you are who you were the titles what people think about you what you think about yourself everything can stay as it is and you can receive everything as it is through your eyes through your body through your being and you don't die or it doesn't influence you because you have the strong body you can stay with that and host that while being yourself and then comes the practice of thoughts versus being i told you that your attention stays with your body sensations which is basically practicing being and then the thoughts we are also letting them be as they are not doing anything about it because if we start analyzing our thoughts then we stay in the thought cycle which brings other thoughts on top which brings other uneasiness and the stillness of our own being disappears so we practice this stillness and the thoughts we see that when we let them be they don't change anything they don't take us away from who we are we can continue being who we are actually we recognize who we are who we have been through our reactions to these thoughts and then we see that oh okay the reaction is also there but i can come back to my breath and we can always practice the being meditation is practicing this technique in a limited time and you can start by doing 5 minutes i don't know maybe our practice was already 5 minutes and important thing is you come back and do it again again and again once you have a stable practice you can expand the time to 10 minutes then 15 then 20 then 30 or you can keep it as little as possible but the important thing is that you have consistency because it is like the training of a muscle it gets bigger as you practice how it's related to your unique career and unique life is once you start this practice you train your muscle then you are able to take your seat in all the situations when you are unfulfilled at work in your life you don't immediately act with what you have been acting before now you are able to view the situation or just be in that moment and let things as they are and stay with it you might 
experience all these emotions about the feelings, about your work and life. And as you practice recognizing thoughts and if you focus on your thoughts and completely forget your being, your breath, come back to your breath, you can recognize all your thoughts and emotions, but also come back to your being. And this space expands because you don't have to act with it. Your ability to see things as they are, to see different ways of being with what is, expands. And in this expansion, you can recognize that there were other ways that you could be with. There were maybe no direct feelings or preferences regarding what you are doing, but it was what you have developed, which you continued. So you might drop certain things, certain reactions to what you were doing before. When you stop doing something in this silence, you might recognize some other sparks, some other energies. You might free your attention and see things that are giving joy to you, the maybe normal or even boring experiences that you have could start becoming very interesting. You can discover what interests you, your curiosity, your natural playfulness can come into play. Your playfulness is so related to your creative self and usually the creative self is what gets buried down with this cement because it's the one that is able to be surprised and surprise others and people don't want to be surprised. <laughs> you might find it back and you might find the original inclinations of yours because you stopped doing, you stopped reacting, you stopped continuing your previous patterns. You are able to be in places without acting. And you are able to see between all these thought patterns your deeper life power. Because you don't have to follow your thoughts. You are who you are. You practice being yourself without the influence of anything but just you. Even if in a limited time. But this practice continues in your life because you now have a sense of a complete body experience, a unified body and mind through the attention on the breath. This experience of knowing who you are comes into life and you recognize different things. You gain awareness of different things that you haven't been aware before. You notice new things, interesting things about yourself, about your life, and life becomes so much fresh and interesting and curious and playful and bad things lose its badness, good things lose their brand good, everything becomes a huge experience that you are part of. And that's basically, I believe, what life is. Practicing meditation is practicing being fully yourself and being fully in this life. So I highly invite you to start practicing meditation. I hope this little practice that I shared with you is useful. If you want to learn more about meditation, let me know. 
I from now on will include it in all my programs because I see it's such an essential knowledge about yourself, about understanding yourself. As I mentioned, you can also reach out to my teacher, Susan Piver. Her project is called Open Heart Project. I am grateful for your presence. I am looking forward to talking to you in the next episode. Take care.